Well, hi, everybody. Welcome to the Orchard Podcast, where we help you make a positive and sustainable impact for Christ in the places of greatest need in our world. My name is Brian, and I am the executive pastor of Orchard Africa. And I'm here with Mike and Michelle Tessendorf, the co-founders of Orchard Africa, to have a conversation around the table with you today. Hi, everyone. Hi. Here we are again. For the last few podcasts, we've been uh, jumping into this amazing letter um, to the Ephesians, the book of Ephesians written by Paul and just verse by verse having conversations about what does that say about mission and ministry. And so we're going to do that today. And um, we're going to look at one little verse in Ephesians 3, verse 14, and it goes like this. For this reason, I bow my knee before the Father. So that's it. And that's going to be the heart of our podcast. We're talking about <laughs> prayer today. Yeah. But if you uh, are wanting to learn about the different types of prayer and the theology of prayer, well, let me just warn you, you this is the wrong podcast. What we are going to talk about is prayer, but we're talking about conspiring with God today. Mm. Yep. I remember back in, this goes back more than 40 years, uh, one of our college professors at, at Bible school was teaching on prayer. And uh, in the midst of the, the course, he made this statement, which haunted me. He said, if you fail in prayer, you fail in everything else. Whoa. Mm. <laughs> That's heavy. And of course, that is heavy. And as I said, it haunted me because... It conjured up this image of me having to make sure that I get prayer right and I do it right and I do it properly and I do it enough and I because if I don't I'm gonna fail in prayer and if I fail in prayer I'm gonna fail in everything else and so I mean that was a heavy yeah Mm -hmm. and I I think maybe a lot of people still live under that impression of you know God puts this heavy on me and there these these like hoops I need to jump through so that I don't fail and as a young man heading to ministry, preparing for ministry, one of the things that happened was uh, bef- during our college years, I got invited to preach at a church where the pastor was away on vacation, needed a, st- needed a stand-in. And so uh, Mike, the all-knowing Bible college student, was the <laughs> guest speaker for the Sunday. And I can't remember what I preached on. But I do remember that one of the things they taught us was make sure you provide an opportunity for people who need prayer at the end of the service to Mm. be prayed for. So, of course, you do that. And at the end of the message, anybody in the room needs prayer. And, of course, now I've got this thing. If I fail in prayer, I'm going to fail in everything. (laughs) (laughs) I'm on the spot. Ah, Now I know why you were sweating so. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, there were a few people, but one one guy in particular, this this is the story. So he came up limping. (laughs) I'm thinking, thinking, I'm good to pray for people with a headache. I hope you don't want to pray for me to pray for your limp. So it turns out that he was involved in a car accident and he crushed his knee against the dash uh, when, when mm. his car crashed into the other car. And he wanted me to pray for his knee. <laughs> 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 so, 
So, of course, I did all the stuff. I mean, I tried to remember everything that I'd heard everybody pray, all the things they taught us. <laughs> if I fail in prayer, I'm failing at everything else. And put my hands on his knee and prayed for him. Amen. Mm. And he looked at me and I said, so how does that feel? <laughs> <laughs> Only a college student would, a rookie would ask a question like that. But he, he lifted up his leg and he said, I can bend my knee, I can bend my knee. <laughs> I don't know how much he could or couldn't bend it before that, but clearly something happened. Mm. Um, and, you know, we, we, we put ourselves on the spot and we put God on the spot. And I think that college professor put me on the spot because... Not outside of just inviting God into this man's need, I was burdened with this thing that I cannot fail in prayer. Mm. And so it became mm. more of a performance than an invitation. Mm. And 40 years down the road, uh, having learned a few things, <laughs> I came to realize that when the Bible teaches about prayer, that's not... The way it works. Yeah. Thank goodness for that. Mm. Right. Yeah. Or else we would all fail in everything. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And the trouble with that is it sounds like truth. Yes. yes when you hear it the first time, you're like, oh, prayer is really important. And if I don't get that right, then my whole life is broken. But then realizing that that really puts us in the driver's seat of prayer and that makes us the focus of prayer and mm -hmm. us doing it right and makes a, a formula needed and we do the formula the right way and say mm. the right words. And, and that's just not what we see here in this little verse from Paul or what Jesus taught about prayer, that prayer isn't a formula. Yeah. It's not a pass or fail uh, or you say all the words in the right way with enough passion and <laughs> God does what he can do. I think sometimes we make prayer magic yes. when we yeah. try to make it a formula. Yeah. If I say it the right way, then God, I'll mm. make God do what I need him to do. Or, right. If I rub the lamp just so, yeah, yeah. then the genie will perform. Yeah. And we, we turn, as you say, God in and prayer into a, a magic formula. Well, how many times? I mean, we, we all know that not every prayer we pray gets the answer we want. How many times have we been in that situation of a prayer that didn't get the answer that we thought it should? And some well-meaning person comes along and says, you should pray this way. Or let me tell you how I prayed and how God answered my prayer. Mm -hmm. And suddenly... The, 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 the depth and the uh, beauty and the relational aspect of prayer that God intends mm -hmm. goes out the window. Mm -hmm. And now you've got to do it this way because that way doesn't work. Mm -hmm. And my way is better and your way, well, you need to learn a few things. It's, it actually puts a heavy burden on us. Right, right. So, you know, prayer is relational, I think. And when we look at uh, what we've come to know as the Lord's Prayer, Jesus taught us how to pray. Um, he started off with our Father. And just those two words mm. has so much content in it that talks to us about prayer. Uh, number one, it's our Father. Mm. It's mm -hmm. intimate. Mm -hmm. We're not talking to some person who requires us to jump through hoops. Um, we're talking to our Father. 
it's a personal, it's intimate, it's um, loving. It's loving, yes. It it's not a mm-hmm. formula. Mm-hmm. It's relational. Our Father. It's intimate. And then the word "our" is that there's community involved. We're not on our own in this. Mm-hmm. We're never on our own in our Christian walk. Anybody who's walking on their own is missing out on the community that uh, God has intended mm-hmm. for us. So mm-hmm. it's our Father. There's the sense of community in prayer. And then I'd love to say this is that we are conspiring with God. For anybody who's read Dallas Willard's amazing work called The Divine Conspiracy, and if you haven't read it, I challenge you to read it, is that God is conspiring on this earth right now. Um, And I believe that by saying our Father, it's a personal prayer, and because God is personal and he's a personal God, he invites us to share in his work through prayer. Mm. He invites us to mm-hmm. conspire with him in the work that he's doing. Um, for me, prayer is a portal into the divine to conspire with him. Yes. It's not inviting God into what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Rather, it's this portal, it's this doorway, it's the way in which I enter into the divine and what he's doing, and I am part of that divine conspiracy. So prayer is truly something um, deeply personal Mm. to God. And that's the part of prayer that when we really sit back and think about what it is and the fact that God gave us prayer is just blows my mind that the God of the universe who's all powerful and all present and eternal right from the beginning wanted to be in conversation and communication and relationship and so he could he didn't have to create a portal or make prayer a reality he chose to and that just yes. says this is the kind of god that we have mm. it's a god who you know, I think about as a parent sometimes just coming into your child's room and sitting on the bed and saying, I, I want to spend time with you. I want to yeah. have conversation with you. I want to know what's going on in your life. Right. And not that uh, they have to say the perfect thing to their parent mm. to get their favor or to get the keys mm. to the car or whatever. It's yeah. about relationship. Yeah. And yeah. just the fact that God designed prayer says Mm. this is who he is well yeah i mean if you use the child analogy i think of um when i was baking my daughter loves to bake and as a little girl she would come up to me and she'd say mom what are you doing oh i'm baking and can i do that with you and that opened up Mm -hmm. a world of relationship Mm. in teaching her to bake where she wanted to do what i was doing she wanted to learn what i already knew mm. and through the, the 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 baking process it wasn't about the cake to me it was about the relationship and how do we build relationship and it 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 just was beautiful to me when she would come up to me and say mom what mm. are you doing mm. can i do that with you which mm-hmm. is mm. i think what mm. god is saying he wants us to come to him and say god what are you doing can i do yes. that with you mm. Yeah, I mean, Jesus' words, when you pray, say, Our Father. Um, we are children. Mm. We have a Father. And 
rather than seeing prayer as a way to present our shopping list to our Father from time to time, as you've been saying, it's our Father saying, hey, come and find out what I'm doing all the time and be a part of mm. that. Yeah. And then we bow the knee before him. We surrender to him. We become dependent on him and we conspire with him because mm. now we're involved in what he's doing all the time rather than us from time to time saying, well, come and get involved in what I'm doing mm. when I need mm. you. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Thank God that he doesn't say... He only wants communion with us from time to time. He wants mm. it all the time. Mm. Right. And right. so prayer, rather than just being a sporadic, God, I need, God, I want, God, answer my prayer, mm. it's, it's a life. Mm. I think mm. prayer is more, it speaks more of a prayerful life mm. than a series of making requests. Yes, I think it's a posture. And yeah, Paul um, actually talks about that very posture in this scripture we're reading where he he says uh, he kneels or uh, some translations say for i bow mm-hmm. my knee or mm. i i kneel it's this posture you know in in the new testament uh standing was the way to pray that was the norm mm. people would stand and pray so for uh, paul to say i'm kneeling i bow my knee before the father it's a different posture. Mm-hmm. It's the sense of a complete submissiveness uh, or adoration or uh, earnestness. Or, and I imagine, what would I do? What would any of mm. us around this table do if we had to truly enter into the physical presence of God? He is our Father, but I can guarantee you I would be on my knees as soon as mm-hmm. he, I was in His presence. Yeah. Uh, not because I'm a servant and have to crawl around, but that sense of awe and... You'd just uh, be overcome. Overcome. Mm. that, And I, I get the feeling that that's what Paul's saying, this posture of it's God or nothing. Mm. Mm. Yeah, the posture of kneeling it makes me think of, and Mike, you mentioned this word a minute ago, the surrender. Mm. Michelle, you mentioned submission. And it's interesting in the Lord's Prayer, when Jesus is teaching us how to pray, that the first request that we're to make is, God, we ask that your kingdom come. Mm. Yes. That your will be done. That's the first thing that we should ask for, is conspiring with God in such a way that we're on his team. Yes. And wanting to go in the direction that, that he's leading us in. And there's a quote that I love when it comes to praying God's will. And it's uh, by E. Stanley Jones, great missionary in the 20th century who uh, did mission work in, um, in India. He was considered a friend of Gandhi and a mentor of Martin Luther King and made an incredible impact in his life. And he said, when it comes to prayer and God's will, uh, we should think about it this way, that it's like you're in a boat and you're coming to shore and you have a boat hook, which is this long stick with a hook on the end mm-hmm. and you grab the shore. And he said, when you hook the shoreline, are you, and you pull, are you pulling the shore to you <laughs> or are you pulling the boat to the shore? Yeah. And then he says this, he says, prayer is not pulling God to our will. It is the aligning of our will to the will of God. This mm. is why we pray. It is a surrender to the will of God in cooperation with that will. It's, as you said, Michelle, yes. it's about that conspiracy of being on his plan. Right. and aligning ourselves to him. Yeah. 
Yes, I love that. That's a great that. quote. Uh, it is beautiful. Um, and then just something that came to mind as you were talking about the next part of the Lord's Prayer, thy will be done, thy kingdom come, mm. so forth. Um, something that uh, C.S. Lewis uh, coined the phrase festooning, uh, basically what it means is praying one phrase of the Lord's Prayer at a time and then expanding on it. Um, if Jesus said, this is how you pray, I don't think he meant say these words yep. exactly. It's not this magic formula. It's mm. a beautiful prayer. Mm. I mean, I, I forget how many exact words there are, but it's a few words that encompasses so much. Mm. It's a beautiful prayer. And so as if we use it as an outline and we do what C.S. Lewis called festooning is where you expand one phrase at a time. For example, our father who is in heaven but who is with us right now. Mm. But you're also with those on the other side of the world who are starving and that we serve as an organization. Well, now I've festooned, I've added, I've expanded on that phrase, our Father who art in heaven. And if you go through each line of what mm. Jesus taught, you can just keep praying. Mm. Mm. And to me, that is entering in. It's like this, this portal. Jesus taught us the portal. He taught us how to get there. He taught us the way of getting into the Father's presence when we pray. And that prayer that Jesus mm. prayed, by expanding on it, before you know it, you have prayed in all kinds of ways, mm. as opposed to just ritualistically saying the mm. words, mm. which in and of itself are beautiful. And I say the Lord's Prayer every day of my life. It's such a part of who I am and how I've been formed. But the most beautiful part is this expanding and allowing really, the Holy yeah. Spirit to lead mm, me in mm. prayer around what Jesus taught. Mm. Yeah, so, I mean, there, there it becomes relational. Yes. And, and, and personal and holy rather than just a ritualistic process of, I've got to do this. Yes. You know, a good Christian prays X amount of minutes and so many times every day. And mm. if I don't, I'm failing. <laughs> and back to, well, if I don't make yeah. it in prayer, I'm in trouble. Mm. But, you know, along with that whole thing is this concept, that, and the Bible talks about praying without ceasing. And there again, I think we, we get ourselves into trouble where well what does it mean to pray without ceasing does that mean you kind of walk around with your eyes closed and you know <laughs> bowing the knee no it, it i think it again speaks to this constant awareness of god is our father he's invited me to be a part of what he's doing and if i'm living a prayerful life in communion with him mm. then prayer is not a ritual of this is what you do. Prayer is a rational connection and communion with God. It's it's just being connected with Him. Mm. And I can do that all the time. Mm. I can do it in my car. I can do it when I'm at my desk. I can do it when I'm having breakfast without mm. saying, let's pray. Right. Mm. And But then on the other side, we have this thing of uh, the Bible does teach, let your requests be made known to God. God does want to know our needs. Um, Jesus spoke of that often. You know, knock and the door will be open. Ask and it mm -hmm. will be given. So there is this aspect of letting God know. Um, 
one of the questions I'm going to ask when we stand before him one day is, why do you want me to tell you what I need when you already know what I need? Mm-hmm. And as a, we, we're not being theological here. I'm sure everybody said, I know. Yeah, but therein is a mystery. It is a mystery. But he asks us to let him know what we need. Right. And Give us this day our daily bread yes. that we need yes. to request. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I don't think we should be afraid to, to let God know what we need, what our requests are. I mean, our, our journey, our ministry journey, our journey to Orchard Africa started way back um, as a prayer journey. Um, we were associate pastors in a large church in one of the big cities in South Africa, but knew that's not where God wanted us to be. In our hearts, permanently. We, permanently. Yeah. We, we sensed that God had something else, somewhere else, but we didn't know what mm. and we didn't know where. And so one of the things Michelle and I did was we, we actually took a list and said we're going to make a list. These are the things that are our requests. And we listed the kind of community where we would like to pastor a church, the kind of community where we'd like our children to grow up, the kind of environment where we'd like them to be able to go to school, the kind of city. that. And we then went to God and prayed and said, God, we know that mm. you have something mm. else for us beyond this. This is what we would like. Mm. And we ask you to lead us, Lord. Mm. And if I could just interject, that list we made wasn't, um, it wasn't a wish list. It was more a lifestyle list, a list of things we felt God, the way God was calling us to live, mm-hmm. if mm-hmm. I can put it that way. The life that we felt he was calling us to live, as opposed to, well, we want a red house with a black roof. Yeah. Or, it wasn't How to that honor con- him with your life. Yes, yes, it was mm-hmm. the sense mm-hmm. of what is God calling mm-hmm. our life to look like. Mm-hmm. Well, I think a good example of that was one of the things with regard to our children. Um, we, this was apartheid South Africa where everybody was segregated and everything was segregated. And one of the things that we desperately, desperately wanted for our kids was to grow up in a community where they were not segregated and isolated mm-hmm. from other cultures and other races. And we didn't know how that could work, but it was our request, God, let our kids grow up in a community that is uh, a true representation of our country and not an isolated, segregated part. Right, right. And so you know, that was the kind of lifestyle mm-hmm. thing we were looking at. And um, it was it was interesting that not too long after we'd made that that list and, and prayed and kind of said, God, we're going to wait on you. Uh, guest speaker with a very, very powerful prophetic ministry came to our church and called me out and said, Mike, God has a new place for you. God, he said, God is sounding the trumpet and God is calling you and that God is calling to you to a place where your life and your ministry will touch thousands of young people. Yes, Lord, this sounds, just <laughs> go, keep going. And then one of the things he, he said was, I, I sensed it, and he said it's, it's, it's to the northwest of where we are right now. So first thing we did when we got home is get out our map. <laughs> so where yeah, is northwest? Is northwest. <laughs> what is northwest of here? Well, of course. I mean, I mean, it, it, <laughs> but, and I mean, this, this all happened in the matter of three, maybe four weeks. Oh, okay. Uh, got a phone call from a church in Mafeking. 
our founding pastor is wanting to return to his home country um, in Australia. We're looking for a pastor. Are you interested? I said, I'll, we'll call you back. And we got out our map. Northwest is northwest. This is incredible. So we said, yes, we'll come. No, we didn't say we'll come and pastor no, the church. We'll come, we'll and, come, and, come and, and visit. Come and we'll come and visit. And when we got to the city of Mafeking at the time, it was in a homeland of Botswana, which was this little pocket of uh, tribal independence within the confines of apartheid South Africa, where there was an indigenous government, indigenous president, and no apartheid. Hmm. Our kids could go to schools hmm. where there were other race groups. And everything that was on our list kind of, it's incredible how this fits into place. And so, based on all that, we said yes. And that's how we ended up pastoring the church in Mafeking. Hmm. And one of those early prayers then was, God, we want our church to be significant and involved and um, active outside of just the Sunday walls. And as Michelle has shared many times, we got to hear about the kids on the garbage dump. Mm. One thing led to another. And, and it, it, the, the, the story of the pre-unfolding. But I think some of the things that we learned, and this might be helpful, and it's not a formula, but it might be helpful, is keep a record of what you pray. You know, write down your requests. Let God know what your requests are, and then keep a record of those requests. Because at some point you want to measure, is God answering prayer? Is God redirecting my prayer, or is this and, something I should be saying yeah. yes to? And am I changing? Because sometimes that happens. Is mm. you know, I look back at some of my prayer requests, and I go, "Thank they, God, God didn't yes. answer that prayer the way I yes. wanted right. it. My life would be a mess if He did." Yeah. And so, writing these things down also helps us to see our own spiritual growth, mm. and. Uh, which mm. is always helpful because it's relational. Mm. It's always relational, and Jesus is showing us the way mm. um, when we enter in to His presence. But just mm. even the development of learning to pray is this yes. journey. Yes, it's just yes. even as I hear your whole story yes. of just walking with the Lord and Him teaching you about prayer and teaching you about how He responds and when He turns a corner or surprises you with, oh, that's what you meant when you mm. said Northwest. Yeah. And right. the right. whole process is this God walking with us. Yeah. yeah. And, and so, of um, course, when we landed in, in Mafeking, it was like God opened the windows of heaven and opened our eyes and opened our lives and just opened changed us a profoundly of ministry that mm. we could never have imagined no which led to orchard africa mm. Mm. starting as a feeding program in the church then there's the top village and Molwani village and madutle village and the other villages and suddenly god our church can't afford to do this and God answering prayer with sending corporate funding from banks and yeah, insurance Yeah, I remember the one bank um, said, this is two-year funding. That's all our board allows. And after two years, we've got to move on. And at the end of the two years, they say, well, you know, the board has approved another two years. Mm. And after those two years, the board approved another two years. And God's using one of the largest banks in the country to keep us going. And um, bringing churches from the United States who are so generous and so wanting to do, to, um, do good mm. in Africa 
uh, it, it's just been a phenomenal walk. And Mike, you just reminded me that in March this year, it's been 40 years since we've been in ministry. Mm-hmm. And it's been 40 years of conspiring with God. <laughs> mm. Yes, it, amen. Mm. It truly has been a 40-year journey just conspiring with what he's doing and um, entering into his presence on bended knees mm. in humble submission, in a true seeking of his face and of his voice mm. and desperately wanting to do what our Father's doing. Can I, can I help? Mm. Can I be a part of this? Mm. And then the, the, the lessons that we've learned along the way has been phenomenal. And the way he's changed our lives is when I think about 40 years ago and where we are today, I couldn't have had imagined it. You know, mm. that scripture above and beyond what you could even mm. ask or imagine. Yeah. But it's a journey. For us, it's been a 40-year journey and we've mm. learned along the way and for every person listening it's a journey your journey doesn't have to be our journey but your father is our father yes and your father wants you to be conspiring with him and go on that journey with him and let him show you how he relates to you as his special unique child right and, and how he involves you yes. in his plan for you because mm. it's going to be different for everybody but it's a journey for everybody mm. Mm. Yeah. Mm. And he has a special part for each one of us to play. Mm. And it looks different and it is different. Mm. And on that journey, with each step, God becomes a little clearer. Mm. God's face gets a little clearer. You start to hear his voice a little bit more. And and going all the way back to the idea of the beginning that uh, it's for God, it's more about relationship than about yes. anything. Yeah. And us being able to see him. And then mm-hmm. to join him in that work. And there's a pr- prayer that, that I uh, discovered this week that uh, just made me think of this conversation. And so I want to pray this prayer as we close and um, be reminded of how God is at work in us. And it goes like this. God of justice, open our eyes to see you in the face of the poor. Open our ears to hear you in the cries of the exploited. And open our mouths to defend you in the public squares as well as in private deeds. Remind us that what we do to the least ones, we do to you. Mm. Amen. 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 Thank you so much for being a part of this conversation. We look forward to uh, future conversations to come. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye.